A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Thomas Daly has created something truly special. Podcasts that highlight people who do not hog the historical limelight are not unique, though podcasts that have the detail that Thomas lavishes upon his subject truly are a one-off though. If you're into reading weighty tomes, this is the best and closest podcast that apes that format. Resplendent with facts, nuance, colour and insight, American Biography is probably one of the most underrated historical shows of the genre. Thomas's first subject for inquiry and dissection is the influential John Marshall, a truly epic figure who shaped the history and the course of the United States profoundly in ways that many presidents could only have hoped to in the preceding 200 years since the colonies got their independence. Here is a man, an original action man, a founding superhero who strives war, diplomacy, politics and law in a way that is impossible in today's world. To understand the world, that created such a man, I spoke to Thomas Daly about his first American biography. Uh, Thomas, why have we exchanged seats this week? Well, Royfield, that's because for the month of February, I am the Agora Podcaster of the Month. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, fanfare. I made it. A, a peal of trumpets, a roll of uh, drum rolls or whatever what the expression is. Um, your show is incredibly detailed. Uh, it's American Biography. Um, tell us a little bit about American Biography. Well, um, American Biography is uh, it, it's a show that is about the history of the United States, but I try to do it a little differently. I just don't want to do the chronological retelling. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to tell the story of the United States from the point of view of some of its participants. And I, uh, when I was first conceiving it, I thought it would be interesting not to do George Washington, not to do Abraham Lincoln, not to do FDR. Are you, um, are you taking a pot shot at me and my 10 American presidents there? No, no, oh, okay. not at all. But if you do it so well, then there would really be no room for someone like me. But I, I thought it would be interesting to do people who were not obscure, but um, were major players and just have kind of fallen off the mainstream consciousness. Uh, and that's how I landed on my my first subject, John Marshall. Okay, so for people that aren't that deeply versed in American history, who was John Marshall? 
John Marshall was not the first chief justice of the Supreme Court, uh, as, as many people who do remember him might incorrectly believe. Uh, he was the fourth chief justice of the United States, but was the one most directly responsible for making and shaping that branch of the U.S. government into one that was truly independent and sort of the powerhouse that it is today. Okay. All right. So you've set up John Marshall for us. Um, Now set up exactly how the shows are structured because um, you're up to what? Show um, uh, 16 at the moment. If we take out the series introduction and Mm -hmm. you're still talking about John Marshall. Yeah, um, that's an organic phenomenon. Um, I had originally thought I would do, you know, 10 to maybe 15 tops episodes for any given life. Mm -hmm. And, well, it turned out that there was a lot more about John Marshall than, than I had known when I was first getting into it. You know, for instance, uh, he was a, a Revolutionary War veteran who was at Valley Forge. So I couldn't leave something like that out. He was a delegate at the Virginia Constitutional Ratifying Convention. I couldn't leave something like that out. He was a diplomatic delegate to France who was part of the, the famous XYZ affair. And I couldn't leave that out. I, I mean, it, the more I read about him, the less I felt that I could judiciously cut out of his story to, to try to fit it into my preconceived, you know, 10 to 15 episode arc. Yeah, so here I am. He, episode 16 is going to come up. It's going to be the second part of XYZ. Zach Twomley is going to be joining me. And John Marshall is about 45 years old after 15 episodes. So how many more do you think you have to do before you go on to your next subject? And and then where do you draw the line in terms of taking, you know, passing over on historical detail? Well, it's going to probably be maybe three to five episodes before he gets to the Supreme Court, because he also happens to become Secretary of State before he's put on the uh, Supreme Court by uh, President John Adams. So there's a couple more things to talk about. I draw the line, and I'm going to have to draw the line when he's on the court, because I don't want American biography to become a history of the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to have to make some structural decisions about how I'm going to review some of the the major decisions that he was involved in without getting into the tedium that comes before the court and also keep an eye on maintaining uh, a focus on his personal life as well which is very interesting and um, somewhat tragic and definitely worth keeping tabs on so give us a little bit of a taste about the tragedy that he has in his personal life give us a little bit of a taste of of the man i've talked about some of his uh, marital issues here and there but they they get much worse. And just for people who who haven't listened to the first 15 episodes, John Marshall loved his wife dearly, but she became increasingly ill over time. There seems to have been some type of psychosomatic illness where she became a recluse and a, an invalid over time where um, people were forced to tiptoe around his house or it would, for some reason, cause her excruciating pain. You know, so... He was this great gregarious man who loved a good dinner party. 
but you know his wife couldn't stand noise and you know as chief justice there's stories of of you know the dogs of richmond you know wild dogs in richmond running around barking and and him in the streets at midnight 2 a.m trying to to quiet them in order to help his wife feel well you know so it's that sort of thing that i consider very tragic Mm. so you said john marshall wasn't the first chief justice but why just in broad terms without you know spoiling future shows why is his tenure there so important in shaping american history firstly um that would probably be because he was there for over 30 years in that position he goes to the court in 1800 so um the american government was 12 years old at that point and had already gone through three chief justices john jay had been the first and he resigned to become governor of new york for instance so so that's sort of the thing it's it's not seen as the lifetime post that it would become um most significantly uh john marshall uh was involved in the marbury versus madison ruling um which i'm going to go into in in great detail in a future episode because it's probably the greatest individual case in american jurisprudence it's a case where the supreme court under john marshall asserts for itself the right of judicial review which a lot of people take for granted is not actually written into the constitution it's written into the decision that marshall penned Okay, so obviously, Thomas, no, knowing you a little, I know you're you're a man of detail. Um, tell us a little bit about your sources. Where are you kind of hoovering up this information uh, about uh, John Marshall? You know, your specific uh, folks of interest now, and how exactly do you work and plot out your shows? Well, um, covering American history, I'm I'm very lucky. You know, I, I know a lot of podcasters who are always, you know, searching for very arcane, very ancient texts that need to be translated into modern English. Steve Guerra is one who comes to mind. He's the history of the papacy, and he's always looking for some obscure Latin text. But for American history, it's already in English. And when it comes to the founding fathers, they were all prolific letter writers. And Americans have done a pretty decent job in preserving a lot of their correspondence and a lot of it's available for free, uh, provided by different foundations, and that can be gotten online. Um, My main source that I'm using is a biography by Gene Smith, John Marshall, Definer of the Nation, and that that helps just as a a basic thing, um, keep the timeline straight. I'm also using a 19th century, slightly Victorian book by a American scholar named Albert Beveridge, um, who has this great big three volume life of John Marshall and his, his prose is great. And I, I really enjoy reading that because the Victorians just sort of had a, a way with words and I use Victorian, obviously that's a British term, but, um, you know, the, the late 19th century, you know, had a, a transatlantic flair. Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Let's see, I'm also using uh, some more modern scholars. And, of course, uh, John Marshall himself was a prolific letter writer. And, you know, I've even been able to access some transcripts from the Virginia House of Delegates. You know, and I did an episode on the uh, ratifying convention for the U.S. Constitution in Virginia. All the proceedings were were recorded. So I was able to get the speeches of uh, John Marshall himself. Uh, So whenever you're able to use... Uh, primary sources, that's preferable. And whenever I can let the character speak in his own words, I like to do that. So you, you're you obviously going through John Marshall's life with a fine comb, so to speak. Um, are you balanced? Are you an advocate for him? Um, do you show, do you kind of show and paint his flaws very vividly? Um, where do you stand in terms of, you know, the polemic on John Marshall? I, I try to be objective, uh, as much as objectivity is, is humanly possible. You know, I, I've come to like John Marshall through, uh, studying him. He's, he's definitely the kind of man who you could see having a good time with if you were to find yourself at a tavern particularly when he's juxtaposed with his cousin thomas jefferson who i think everyone can recognize is absolutely brilliant but that might get boring as you got into a dinner party with um after the initial awe of his his genius wore off there's there's a great deal of tension between those two and um i find that jefferson keeps coming off as less than John Marshall. You give know, and, give and, us an example. I feel that Jefferson was very much, oh, how do I put this? Uh, he, he was very chippy. Um, he's very thin-skinned. He was kind of that high school kid who would, you know, say something nice to you, and as soon as you walked away, start talking trash about you. He was a person who, who couldn't separate politics from the personal. Um, mm-hmm. where Marshall was. Some of his best friends were Republicans, which not to be confused with the modern GOP, the Jeffersonian Republicans. And he himself was a Federalist, but you know he also had a social club in Richmond that wasn't partisan, 
um, where everyone got together on, on Saturdays and had a giant barbecue and threw the equivalent to horseshoes, uh, for those who know that backyard game. Um, and he, he was a member of that club for, you know, 40 years. And he's that type. He could argue with you on Monday, but on Saturday, he could have a barbecue with you. And I find that very endearing. Sounds a little, little bit like Anton Scalia then. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, so Scalia, you know, not to get on a tangent, um, yeah, these people, you know, if you're not on their ideological bandwagon, you know, there's there's always a rush to demonize. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't agree with a lot of uh, Scalia's jurisprudence, but he apparently had this rather touching and beautiful friendship with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is one of the most liberal justices on the Supreme Court. And, you know, these, these people are human beings. No one is black or white in the sense that everyone's a bit of gray. I mean, no one's all one thing. And, and that's what I try to remember when I, I look at these historical characters is we have a tendency to want to make them into marble statues, but they're not. They're people. You know, they have flaws themselves. Um, sometimes they have what we could view as um, ulterior motives, but maybe it's not even conscious to them. And, you know, we walk around with these, these same, these same things in our head, you know, just things I do that I'm not quite sure why I do them. Mm. Um, You know, and that infuriates my wife, but there's nothing different about us, the modern, modern people that we can't see in our historical forebearers. So John Marshall is uh he helped make sure that that kind of third branch of government was going to be independent he was a, so he has a towering kind of place in american history and definitely in early american history and you're telling me he's an exciting read as well oh absolutely absolutely his life has really been a series of adventures thus far um it's really been a, of a uh, a scale and scope that I had uh, had not expected. So who's next? Who are we going to have next in American Biography? Um, I guess this is kind of an announcement. I, I haven't uh, broached the topic with my listeners previously, but um, I've settled on, and I'm 99% sure, I've settled on Henry Clay, the great pacificator, the Western star, he was, uh, again, a man who had a long career in government spanning decades. Uh, but this, this man was in the, the legislature. He was uh, Speaker of the House, and he revolutionized that position. Again, a diplomat, a senator, a three-time failed presidential candidate who crossed swords with Andrew Jackson and, and lost, but someone who was very impactful on the course of the United States history between 1800 and 1850, really. Wow. And um, so I'm taking it then that if the show's called American Biography, everyone who you're going to cover is most probably going to be an American. Uh, Yeah, certainly an American. And I'm going to be a little cagey and I'm not making any commitments. But, you know, there are is a whole nother America, and maybe one day I, I might do one of uh, South America's distinguished citizens, but not going to commit to that right now. 
So are you starting to, I, I know you, relatively speaking, you've only just started the series and you've got some, some 16, 17 shows. Um, but have you got half an eye on what you might do next or will American Biography just run and run? I'm actually um, coming up on my one year anniversary, my potiversary. Oh. So, uh, yeah, my baby's growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, right now, I, I see it being a, an ongoing project. You know, I I have Clay coming up. I have a couple ideas for people, you know, after them into the 20th century. So, uh, I mean, if it's taken me a year to do half the life of John Marshall, you know, I, I have... I have a rather full schedule going forward. I guess if I were to if I were to do a different podcast, you know, I would really nerd out and uh I I have half an eye and half a mind towards uh doing a a JRR Tolkien podcast about that world of Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. But uh that would be a completely different audience. Wouldn't it just Thomas Daly, thank you for being on the exchange. Oh, it's been my pleasure and very interesting to be on the other side of this. Well, I hope um, I did the position proud. Well, I'm proud of you, Royfield. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So, of course, you can go and check out Thomas's great podcast uh, by either going onto iTunes or onto Acast, and it's where it is called American Biography. Of course, you can find it on social media. You can find it on Twitter. You can find um, a very kind of active uh, Facebook group on, guess where, Facebook. One way of which you can really help the network and specific shows is by going onto iTunes and writing a review. It's an incredibly important and useful way that means that our shows, the hard work of the podcasters, is um, get some kind of noteworthy expression and so that other new listeners can actually find it. So we implore you to go onto iTunes today and write a review for American Biography um, after you've given it a good listen and you realise the value of Thomas's work. We also do have a website, which is Agora Podcast Network, where you can see the other shows that are part of the stable. See you all uh, next month, uh, where Thomas will be where I am, and he will be speaking to David Crowther about the history of England, that juggernaut podcast. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.